today we're continuing on a series called Keys to Freedom. Uh, we've spoken about, um, the first key um, that I spoke about was the key of forgiveness. You know, it's important that we forgive um, because forgiveness is the, the decision that we can make. The person who has hurt you can't, can't choose for you to forgive them. Forgiveness is in your hands. And then we spoke about my, Richard, who's my dad. I always struggle, I call him Richard slash dad. He spoke about um, bitter root judgments, where basically where experiences in your life can cause you to um, have a, a deep-rooted thought that says that actually this is the way something will always be. And so when we actually find freedom through Jesus Christ, we can find freedom from these ways of thinking. But today, I wanted to actually come from a different angle because I like I like shaking things up. I was going to talk about offense. You know, like I, who here gets offended easily, or who here has ever been offended in their life? Rather, you'll be fine. So that's um for me. I was going to talk about offense. Then I thought, actually, no, I want to I want to talk about something bigger picture. I want to talk about something that um that is probably going to come from a different angle on it. And so my sermon today, and the third key to freedom, my sermon is called Foundations and Signposts. I'm trying to read black. I don't have it. <laughs> All right, foundation. No? Go to sermon. <laughs> really? Oh, goodness. <laughs> foundations and stuff. All right, let's just go with it. Uh, I had a, when I lived in England, I was at a Bible college. And this Bible college, I had a lecturer. When you uh, usually at college, you have lecturers. And, but the thing about this man, this man was wise. You know, you had to... <laughs> I knew I was right. Uh, <laughs> he had owl rim glasses. He had the, the tweed suit. He had the grey hair. And he just had an ear to himself. I was like, this guy, I need to listen to this guy. He seems smart. I was a young blood at the time, and I was like, I'm still young, but I was younger. I was like, whatever he says, I believe. And I grew out of that, but like, it's, um, and I remember one day in a lecture, he had us really engrossed in what he was talking about. And what he was talking about, he, 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 uh, he had posed a question within it. And the question he posed to us was a question that actually got us quite confused. Um, got us quite, um, uh, we discussed it amongst ourselves, and we, we actually started getting quite, um, you know, spit was flying, we were getting quite tense, trying to figure out what the answer to, the, to this question was. And do you want to know what that question was? Sure. Yeah. So he asked us, how do you fix a broken leg? So we are like the doctors in the house, you're like, I know, you do something. <laughs> so, the faith-filled people pray for it, and it gets healed, you know, it's like... This is, he posed this question to us, and like I was saying, for two minutes we discussed with our friends and like our classmates, and I'm like, no, this is it, that is it, you need more faith, you need more doctors, you know, it's like maybe, it was, it was an intense time, but it simmered down to the point where he brought us back in, and he said, alright, do you guys want to know what the answer to fixing a broken leg is? And we're like, yes, of course. And he said, with, and we waited with bated breath, and he said, don't get a broken leg. And we're like, who the heck are you? <laughs> it's like, uh, in that moment, all respect went out for him, but it slowly came back in when we started to understand what he meant. Like, what he was saying in that time was that, the, like, and we'll apply this to our lives, the idea that we can actually aspire to live a reality in which our foundations are strong enough to be built upon and not crack, or in which we live, 
we can uh, walk a road that is signposted by the leading of the Holy Spirit. So what I, I mean by that is we can find freedom on a strong foundation and being led by the Holy Spirit. This will bring us freedom that helps us avoid getting a broken leg. Because the best way to fix a broken leg is don't get a broken leg. And I, and I know that sounds quite like, well, that's not the point. It's inevitable. But I can tell you, I can tell you, there's actually some things that we can do in our lives that will actually prepare us, that will cause us to not be, get injured or get hurt or get caught up in, in an imprisonment that snares our soul so much. Yeah? Because it's all prior preparation is important. And so we'll talk, I stopped that quote halfway through. But prior preparation is important because it's, when, we, when we get back to the root of everything, we have to look at our foundations. Turn to the person next to you and say, look at your foundations. Foundations are everything. Foundations are everything. And let's go to 1 Corinthians 3, verses 5. It says, what after all is Apollos and what is Paul only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task I planted the seed this is Paul Apollos watered it but it is God who makes it grow so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters anything but only God say that only God God. say it again only God God. who makes Things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co workers in God's service. You are God's field, you are God's building. If you are God's building, you have a foundation. Yeah? yeah. Houses have foundations. So therefore we need to we need to think about these foundations as important. Alright, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss yet, but but yet will be saved. Even though only one as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. Do not deceive yourselves if any of you think you're wise by the standards of this age. Who has a moment every now and then? It's like, I'm pretty wise. All the time. I say something to someone, I'm actually pretty wise. But honest truth, no one is wise compared to God. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future are all yours. And you are of Christ and Christ is God. This passage is extremely interesting, illuminating, and confronting. It is confronting, and it's good, because confrontation means that we can make a change. 
We can make can make a change when there is godly confrontation in our lives. But what Paul is doing, he's talking to the church of Corinth, effectively a church, a, gr- a collective group of church uh, uh, churches in Corinth. Be- they became so focused on different teachers and pastors and Christian celebrities. Can you believe that Christian celebrities are a thing? Like they got so focused on Christian celebrities to the point that they would attribute their salvation to them over Jesus Christ. They'd say, but it was the teaching of Apollos, the teaching of Paul. You know, I have I have a few favourite teachers, uh, uh, preachers, and whatnot. Who has, who has a favourite uh, preacher or pastor, or, or who's heard of someone? Uh, well, you should keep listening to the sermon. <laughs> But the church of Corinth got so caught up in attributing their salvation to these people that they actually lost sight of their foundation. There was a foundational deficiency there. There is a clear indication that the Corinthian church had taken the eyes off the prize. Paul has to remind them that it is God who makes it grow, that Jesus is the foundation, that they are God's building, and they should stop boasting about human leaders. Eyes back on the prize. Turn to the person next to you and say, eyes on the prize. We need to get our eyes on the prize. We need to get our eyes back on the foundation. And my question to you, my question to you is, what is your foundation? Who is your foundation? Is Christ your foundation? Have you built your life upon Christ? Because you can, at any point in time, you can choose to. The thing is about our foundation, it's imperative, it's so important. But foundations aren't laid overnight. It's a process. Who knows how long it takes to lay a house foundation? Does anyone have a kind of a guesstimation? It's about two to four weeks. So it's just an example that foundations aren't laid overnight. It's something that has to, it's a process that takes time. But it's something that we need to pay attention to. Because your foundation, when it is set... You have to break your foundation to remake it. So we want to set our foundation as on Christ. Because when your foundation is set, if you worship Christ with your life and recognize his holiness, it says what you build on that foundation will be indicative of the honor you have of that foundation. So it says some will build with gold, some will build with wood. Some will build with costly silver. When you build upon the foundation of Christ with the best of the best in your life, when struggles come, when hardships arise, you'll be able to withstand the things that can trap and ensnare you. And we're talking about the keys to freedom. And I'm talking about how do you get a broken leg. Don't get a broken leg. So I'm saying, how in life do we stop ourselves from being caught up? How in life do we stop ourselves from having to rebuild ourselves up? Focus on your foundation, that is Jesus. Build accordingly to the honour you have and build yourself up. Because it's nice to do one thing once as opposed to continuously. But we're talking, and if this is confronting, like I was saying, it's good. But I was thinking about this this morning that God does not condemn, but he convicts us. 
because he wants us to be set free. He wants us to live lives where we're not held back by the things of this world, but a life where we actually come and we show people the kingdom of heaven. So if this is challenging you, you can chat to, um, chat to Sarah later. She'll sort you out. So the strength of your foundation... Oh, you can chat. Come chat to me. Sorry, sorry, Sarah. The strength of your foundation will be indicative of what you build upon that foundation. So when your foundation is Christ, you build with the best of the best. And you will be able to withstand the hardships that come your way. Like I alluded to before, how do you fix a broken leg? Don't get a broken leg. So how do you find freedom in your life? You live your life for God as your act of worship. Build your life upon godly spiritual practices. Know God. Yada, Panim, we talked about this at the start of the year. Yada means to intimately, personally know God. God is not coming through this microphone to you. I am not God, even though Tim really enjoys my preaching. God is God and he can know you where you are at. It says the Holy Spirit, who is God, indwells us. So God knows you and you can know God intimately and personally. And we said it before during the worship, lift up the name of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Even the storm listens to the voice of Jesus. So how do we find freedom? These are the ways. So we need to focus on the unseen and the eternal, not what is seen and what is temporary. You know, who's, who's ever been caught out by the, the, the ruse that is peer pressure? Like... I remember, like, I started wearing tall tees because everyone started wearing tall tees. And I remember I stopped wearing tall tees. And I remember I rocked up to our youth group. And one of the kids was like, oh, that's cute that you still wear tall tees. And I was like, how did I get so out of, out of whack that the tall tees are now out of fashion? But it's like, I got caught up in peer pressure. That I was like, I'm going to wear tall tees because everyone else is doing it. Who's ever been caught up in peer pressure? Be honest. Put your hand up. We all get hit by it at some point. Because what happens is when we get our eyes off of Jesus, we get distracted by people. When we get our eyes off of Jesus, we get distracted to people. So then what we do is we turn to man-made strategies. We turn to man-made strategies. But it is the grace of God that we need. Actually, success in life, because we all want to be successful to some degree, it depends on God's grace, not man's skill. It says in John 3.27, a person can only receive what is given them from heaven. Anything that you can achieve, any freedom that you can find, any success that you can build is from the grace of God. Because apart from the cross, we were all separated We were all enemies. But we've been brought in by this grace, which means unmerited favor, undeserving favor. We've been brought in. So then what we do is we say, thank you, God. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to live my life, a holy life, so I can show other people the freedom that I have found. It's not about rules and regulations, but it's about responding to the holiness by making your life an act of worship to him. Because when we do that, it says that in the, it says in the Bible, this is what the Lord said to in Zechariah, Zerubbabel, it is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It is when we know God, the spirit 
leads us, guides us, protects us, comforts us, heals us, binds us, brings us together with like-minded people, fights the, the darkness away. It is the Spirit of God. But when we focus on the man-made strategies of self-help, the mantras that we chant, you know that um, after the World War, there was, it's called success literature. I don't know if I've said this before, but success literature before the World War, there's 150 years of it, was based on your character, your inner nature. After the war, it changed to, if you can see it, you can believe it. If you can chant it, you can get it. You know, it's this thing where we, we started tricking ourselves into believing that there's more, but actually, it's talking about that actually it's about your inner, deep nature. Because I don't know about you, but I want to be able to withstand hardships. I want to be able to, to fight, fight on when it, I feel like giving up. I don't want to throw the towel in if someone offends me. I don't want to just give up. Because the thing is, on the other side of your yes, there are people. God wants to use you to reach other people. God wants to do a work in you so then you can share that love with other people. So we are building our foundation on Christ because of people. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Is that good? Are you with me? Yeah, so our foundation is important. Uh, if you're, are you building your life according to the flesh or by the spirit? Are you building your life by the rock of God's word or by the sand of human wisdom? It talks about in the Bible that the wise man built his house upon the rock. But if you build your house upon a sand, that's not a very good foundation. I'm not a builder, but it's pretty straightforward. Sand shifts. Rock does not. You can build upon the rock of the spirit. A house built on the rock withstands the storm. A house built on the sand of human wisdom will crumble and fall. So we build by the Spirit of God. We build with eternity in mind. We build our life upon the foundation of Christ with the best of the best of our godly worship. When we do these things, finding freedom in our lives becomes normal. And, it's not by being, and we don't become ensnared or trapped by the things that what we once were. We can work it out. A lot easier because when you know God, like I know my wife. My wife and I are having an argument. Instead of me just trying to figure out, hey, well, I wonder what she's thinking, I just ask her because I know her. Like when we know God, when our foundation is set, we can actually find freedom quicker, sooner, more easily because we have built our life on the foundation that is Christ. Is that good? Are you with me? Yeah. So the next thing, the way that we can outwork this in our lives is by following signposts. Who's ever seen a signpost in their life? If you haven't seen a signpost in your life, I hope that you're not driving. Honestly, I hope that you're not driving. I'm just going to have a drink here. I want to tell you a quick, little bit about myself. Um, my name is Andrew, obviously. If I, I didn't say it at the start, it's not that obvious. My name is Andrew. Um, I'm part of something called the RAIN study. The RAIN study is a, a, a medical 
trial program that's been running since 1989. The RAIN study is amazing. Like, um, I've, been, I've been part of it. I didn't sign up to it. My parents signed me up without my consent because I was six weeks old as a fetus. You know, so like, I, I couldn't really sign anything at the time, but I forgave them for that. But the, the RAIN study has been studying a group of children by consent for 30 years and will for the rest of their lives to figure out why people get sick and what leads to the sickness as opposed to trying to figure it out in hindsight. So I am I get free medical trials and I get free medical um, medical stuff. You know, like I went I went and found I had something called a DEXA scan. I found out that I have really dense bones. So that's why I weigh a little bit more than your average. Out of a scale of four, I'm three point six. So I can claim that. I can, I'll, I'll call them up and ask these to send that to you. But the RAIN study, the thing is, releases this information to the world, creating medical signposts that help direct people in life. Can I just tell you a little bit about what the RAIN study has figured out through their um, research? This was figured out by the RAIN study. Ultrasounds on pregnant mothers are safe. And the RAIN study, which is created in WA, at, uh, has set international standards for ultrasounds during pregnancy. The RAIN study figured out that mothers who don't smoke during pregnancy increase the outcome of their having a happier and healthier child. Children who grow up with a, without a liquor outlet close to their home drink less as a young adult. Young adults who participate in sport more as children have stronger bones. 3.6. Children who are breastfed for four months or longer have healthier weight and less asthma and allergies. Breastfeeding reduces the chance of a middle ear infection as a young child. Children with better sleep patterns have better mental health in later life. Teenagers who eat a healthy diet have better school achievement. Even if you, pat, have, uh, even if you have back pain as an adolescent, it doesn't mean you'll experience it throughout life. Children and adolescents who watch less TV has, have less fat as a young Adults, vitamin D is good for eye health and working, here we go, this is an excuse here, working less than 38 hours a week decreases your risk of heart disease. Take that to your boss. <laughs> the RAIN study figured it out. Well, I'm telling you this, is the RAIN study went ahead and set up signposts for people to help them live a better, healthier life. The RAIN study is internationally known, renowned, it's won awards. So, and I'm part of it. So it's, it's an honour to be part of it. But what I'm saying is, in the Bible it says that God has gone before us. God has gone before us. And the way that we understand that now is we live a life led by the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit points out the signposts that have been set up for us to live a life where we don't miss the off-ramp. Who's ever been driving down Tonkin Highway and you miss Leach and you have to drive to Great Eastern Highway to get back to, Tonk- uh, to Leach? It's so frustrating. Or who's ever been in a situation where they're like, I just wish I, I listened to, to what was uh, my heart years ago because I feel so free doing what I'm doing now. The Holy Spirit guides us, protects us, and leads us through life, comforts us. So if our foundation is Christ, it says that Christ came, but then Christ left. Why? So the Holy Spirit could come. Because the Holy Spirit points out the signposts that God has 
set up for us to follow. Because a Christian life without the supernatural of living by the Spirit, unfortunately, is a contradiction. Why? Because when we become, when we accept Christ as the foundation of our lives, our building, the Holy Spirit becomes the tenant who lives within that building. So, therefore, the Spirit of God lives within you. If you have accepted God, Jesus, whoever you've accepted, if you've accepted him into your life, you have the Holy Spirit. It is a biblical fact. Whether you invited them or not, the act of accepting God into your life meant that the Holy Spirit took residence within your being. So since, it says in Galatians, since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every details of our lives. This means that freedom is a reality because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not lead us into spiritual imprisonment, to fear, anger, anxiety, unforgiveness, and bitterness. He will lead us out of it, but he will not lead us to, into it. But if we, the, and like I say in signposts, sometimes we just miss a signpost. You get distracted. You, you look at the person in the car next to you and they're singing Hanson, or they're singing, like belting out a song. Or maybe if you're a single person, you, you see someone that you find attractive and you're like, you're trying to make eyes with them and you just, you miss the signpost. Sometimes in life, these things happen. That is okay. It is okay. But if we live a life where we listen to the Holy Spirit, we can live a life where we don't miss as many signposts. We don't miss as many off-ramps. We don't miss as many of the things that God is saying to us because we keep our eyes on the prize. Living by the Spirit, we see the signposts ahead of us and we have an opportunity to respond and make decisions. Here's, here's a few examples that I just made up and you can probably think of quite a few. But examples of living life by the Spirit and following signposts is should I continue in this neg- negative conversation full of gossip? I don't know what you'll say, but like, I hope that you say no. Should I watch this movie even though it makes me feel gross internally? Should I respond out of anger to what this person has said to me? Should I hold this unforgiveness towards my friend? Should I spend my money on this thing that will get me into massive debt? And some nicer ones. <laughs> Should I take this amazing job opportunity? Should I catch up with this person who's asked for my advice? Should I get involved in this community that I really enjoy? Should I step into my passions more? These are all examples of things that the Holy Spirit will guide you in if you focus. Because God has not left you to venture through life, but he's given us everything we need to live a life of freedom. A life that doesn't need liberation from captivity, but a life that is free indeed. You know, it says in the Bible that who the Son sets free is free indeed. But you can walk into your own personal prison. You can decide to walk into your own personal prison. Or maybe you'll spend time walking out of prisons that you, you were in before you knew Christ. The thing about it is... And 
I love testimonies of people who've walked out of amazing, like the, the past is, is crazy and they found Christ and they're walking out and it's an amazing thing. It's actually it's one of the things that really, really impacts me a lot. But you know what I really enjoy as well seeing? I really enjoy seeing those Christians or people who've lived faithful lives their whole life. You call them vanilla. They're a little bit boring, a little bit mundane, but they live a faithful life for all their life. I love the extremity of both of it because we are all united by Christ as our foundation. But the thing about it is we can, we can work together and we can work together to set other people free. So let's find freedom in our lives. Who wants more freedom in their lives? Who wants to know the freedom of God in their, in their spirit more? Who wants to not feel so worn out or imprisoned by the things of this world? By debt, anger, fear, your past. I don't want to be imprisoned by these things. But it's a process, like I said at the start. And I'm not saying you have to get it right today. I'm saying, let's just take one more step out of this prison cell. Because that's the key to freedom, right there. As we take one more step, supernaturally walking by the Spirit and responding in obedience to the signpost that God has put us before us, God will lead us to liberty. Let's build our lives upon the foundation of Christ. And let's use the best of the best materials to build our lives up. Can you close your eyes? I don't know if this is a new concept to you or if this has been challenging to you. Um, First of all, what I want to say to you, uh, if it is challenging to you, is that God is a God of grace. And sometimes he calls people out of their prisons, or actually all the times, because he loves them. He's not angry about your past. He's not angry about you being in in, uh, captivity or imprisonment. He's not angry about the things you've done in your life. That was poured out upon Jesus on the cross. He's full of love, grace, redemption, restoration. Whatever's happened in your past is redeemable, can be restored, and your relationships can be reconciled. But what I want to do just quickly is I want to just see if anyone wants to respond. Maybe the things that you're talking about has hit a nerve within you and you, you say, actually, I want to know more about that. Or maybe you're currently in a place where you're like, I feel... I feel like I can't get set free. I feel like I'm a captive. If that's you, we want to pray with you and we want to walk with you. We want to lead, help lead you out of that prison. So if that's you and you're feeling brave today, can you just pop your hand in the air? Great. And if today you're like, you're thinking, I actually, I want, I want to know that my foundation is built upon Christ, that my foundation is Christ, and I want to see more of the signpost that God has out for me. Can you pop your hand in the air?
I see those hands. So we're going to pray together. And I'll pray for you. And then you're just going to say amen at the end. Then what I'm going to invite you to do is if you want someone to pray for you, we're going to have the prayer team just standing up here. And they're going to pray for you just to encourage you as well. But just join me in this prayer within your heart. Father God, first and foremost, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, that you are a good God. And Jesus, we thank you that you have brought liberty to the captives. God, we know that you are a good God, a gracious God, that your heart, this world, was made from love for relationship. So God, we just pray right now for these things. We want to know your freedom. We want to know the fact that you are our foundation. We want to know and see more of the signposts that you have set for us. God, I pray that you would just speak to us today personally and individually, that you would highlight the things that we need to, to look at within our own lives and that you would lead us to, a, uh, to newer, better, greener pastures. If you agree with that and you want to appropriate that prayer to yourself, just say, Amen.